This session will cover cervical cancer screening. So, cervical cancer screening, um, through the use of the pap smear, was introduced in the 1960s, leading to a significant decline in the incidence of cervical cancer in the United States. Nonetheless, cervical cancer is the second most common uh, cancer among uh, female patients worldwide, and the sixth most common cancer uh, among female patients in the United States. Uh, it is caused by the human papilloma virus, um, a common uh, STD. Um, here we're talking about HPV-16 and HE. PV18, which are considered uh, high-risk types. Risk factors include uh, multiple sexual partners, um, an early uh, onset of intercourse, um, the presence of other STDs, smoking, uh, and HIV or immunosuppression. So the discussion here is going to be to going to be divided into uh, six different areas. First, I'll talk about symptoms. Then I'll talk about your patient exam expectations. Third, I'll talk about the differential diagnosis. Uh, fourth, I'll talk about your actual diagnosis. Fifth, I'll talk about treatment options. And finally, uh, I will talk about um, complications, right? So what are the symptoms uh, that you want that prompt um, a cervical cancer screening? Well, most patients um, are usually asymptomatic or may present with irregular bleeding, uh, postcodal bleeding, uh, pelvic pain, or abnormal vaginal discharge. Uh, patient exam expectations here. Um, abnormal findings on pelvic exam include cervical discharge, ulceration, and a pelvic mass or fistula. All visible lesions should be biopsied uh, even if the pap smear is normal. Your differential diagnosis is going to include three primary things. So, uh, first, you want to distinguish away STDs, second, vaginitis, third, cervicitis, and finally, um, actinomycosis. Diagnosis, right? So, the guidelines for pap smear um, are taken from the American College of Physicians and the United States Preventative uh, Services Task Force. Uh, these two institutions recommend that sexually active women between ages 20 and 65 be screened every three years. Uh, those with known risk factors or a history of abnormal pap smears should be screened um, every year, right? Uh, second, the American Cancer Society recommends that screening begin within three years of initiation of intercourse. So we have the American Cancer Society and the American College of Physicians are uh, kind of at crossroads here. Uh, third, uh, screening can be stopped um, once the, page, the patient reach, reaches age 70. Um, older women who have not had a recent pap smear um, should be tested, though. And finally, uh, no further screening is indicated for those who have undergone a TAH uh, for benign reasons, uh, with abnormalities being, diagno being diagnosed with um, colposcopy and biopsy. So treatment... Uh, there's a separate podcast that's going to cover treatment, and I'll refer uh, listeners of this podcast to that podcast. But let me talk about um, for treatment for invasive cancer, right, because that's um, perhaps a more, more urgent uh, aspect of cervical cancer that folks are concerned about. So two things to note here. Uh, first, um, you want to treat early-stage diseases with radical hysterectomy uh, and lymph node dissection. And second, adjuvant radiation and chemotherapy for advanced disease uh, can also be helpful. And that concludes uh, this session on cervical cancer screening.